Hello, fellow nerds, geeks, outcasts, and adventurers. Welcome to RNGPC. We are a D&D podcast, but, and this is important, we are not an actual play podcast. We are creating random playable characters that have fleshed out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. How is it going, Jake? You really, really emphasize there the at, not, that what we're not, that we're not the actual play podcast. Yeah. Like, and I know, I feel like I've called this out before, but have we specified what an actual play podcast is? Um, I don't think we have. I'm assuming that our target demographic knows, but we could fill the sure. other people in who just like I, the sound I, of our voices. I would say, I like to think that there's potentially people that have no idea what Dungeons and Dragons is at all that also listen to this and are just extremely confused the whole time. Yeah. So they might not know what an actual play podcast is. You know how I love to spend my mornings, Jake? <laughs> listening to something that confuses the hell out of me. So I totally understand. Yeah. Dude, you, you, you make that as a joke, but I, I, I listen to like Russian ASMR to fall asleep. Just a different language. Have no idea what's going on. No idea what's being said. Yeah, that's different. Is Why? To go to sleep... It's it's just more it's, that's more meditative. If you wake up and you want to listen to a podcast and you listen to Russian ASMR, you have a problem. <laughs> wait, wait. Why do we assume that people just only listen to us specifically in the morning? Are we just are we a morning podcast? No, I'm just I don't know. I just picked a, a, a it was just a bit. I just picked a time of day and was oh. like, uh, well, when I was would I want to be confused? First thing in the morning. That sounds not good. Honestly, that's how I wake up. I wake up in a like a, in a fever sweat, just confused, having to why am reorient I, myself. Why am I here? <laughs> and also, the Russian okay. language is very mumbly, so you really just listen to someone go it like, oh, gosh, I'm going. You're almost on like a, 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 what do the Hawaiians do, like a haku? Is that what it's called? You're almost just like a, a really low-key, not pipe. I think haiku sure. is a kind of poem. I don't know. But you know, I feel, you I know like, when people are like, Hi-dia! and they're like hitting their own oh, chest and that's, shit. No, that's, that's uh, New Zealand. <laughs> I think that's, that's New Zealanders or uh, uh, people in Australia, like indigenous tribes from there. But I do like that we're really spanning the globe in the people that we're offending currently, from Hawaii to Russia, and now I included New Zealand and Australia. So that's, that's great. <laughs> I don't think we're, we're going to offend any of those people. We're not properly representing them. No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, at least we haven't made but, any vodka jokes yet for the Russians. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just a given. That's low-hanging fruit. That's just a fact. But speaking of Russian, and this came up organically, I sent you a meme earlier today that is about... You did. <laughs> that is a, a, Rus- a Russian-esque meme. And it, and I don't know why, but in looking at this, I read it in a Russian accent, and it's so good. And I'm just going to do it here. There's no Russian words in this meme that can tap me into the Russian accent, so I can't do it. It's 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 because you have to say what the picture is. I know. The picture is of Putin on a bear. So it's whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, Putin on a bear. Yeah, but That's, again, all those are English words. I could also go like, you know, southern with it don't. and do the same thing. No, it's the Putin on a bear. Putin on That's a bear. Putin Ooh. on a bear. See, what is this podcast? What are we doing again? <laughs> There's no inherent rush, easy to tap into Russian word there. That's why I can't do it. That's what I'm trying to all, say. That's all I'm saying. What I'm saying is I saw that picture of Putin riding on a bear with the whoa up at yeah, the top, yeah. and I instantly was in a Russian accent. Well, way, way, why, way to flex on my accent skills. So. Just saying. <laughs> Putin on a bear. 
I'm imagining you Actually, now on the toilet laughing about that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's the only place I meme. Yeah. You know when the meme train pulls into your station, Nathan, I'm pooping. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I was. What uh, were we talking about? Actual play? We're ex- describing what oh, yeah. actual play podcasts yeah, are? Yeah. Do you want me to do that? Do you want me to do that or do you want to do I that? I want to do it. Because I've had enough of dealing with stupid people all week at my training job. So I'm going to make this real simple for everyone. The, oh, what an actual play podcast is, it's in the fucking name. It's where the <laughs> podcast actually plays Dungeons and Dragons. There you Not go, always folks. Dungeons and Dragons. Not always Dungeons and Dragons. Whatever. Usually tabletop games. Pathfinder, dice. Call of Cthulhu, whatever the case may be. Yeah, but there's there's also things like Monster of the Week and different types of role-playing games that are different dice mechanics that are different than Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Just for, for clarity. But they are actually... So- playing it now if we were in my virtual training class with 500 people and 10 minutes from now someone would ask what's an actual play podcast and then the instructors would stop what they're doing to answer that fucking moron's question (laughs) we are we are in a we're in rare form tonight we are whoo I like how I would phrase that if I'm that person. I'd be like, hey, yeah, sorry. I may have missed – you may have said this earlier, but what's what's an actual play podcast? I, I feel like you're, you're referring to that a lot, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Yep. Nope. <laughs> it's never been so apparent to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know if people can't focus on the present presentations being given to them because we have two monitors. So I don't know if, like, all of these boomers in my class, like, it's the first time they've dealt with two monitors – so they don't know how to divide their attention. But it's mind-blowing to me this week has shown me how little attention these people are paying. I'm like, man, I hope you all quit. <laughs> so I don't want to have to step over you like I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I feel like this isn't the intro topic we had for this week. Was there an intro topic? I did not have one. My intro topic was going to be oh. Jake has like a call or something coming up. So we're going to make this quick. But <laughs> Oh, wow. But, okay. Uh, Instead, instead, we're at, just, instead, we're at normal intro topic time. We're about seven minutes nice, in right we now. did it. Crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have a call. Actually, I have a date. So oh, whatever. That's, so I can wait. Yeah. We can go over. Whoa. No, Whoa. I'm going to a drive-in. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what have we there? Whoa. What are you seeing? Putin on a bear. I told you earlier. We see Putin on a bear. It's everywhere. That's what we're seeing now. Oh, who's in that? <laughs> Just Putin and the bear? Is it the bear from The oh, Revenant? Yes. Nice. Yes, it's that bear. Same bear. He is a little smaller now. He's slimming down, but same bear. Good, good. Glad he's having success. I was afraid he was going to be I was afraid he was going to be like the guy from Captain Phillips who only is ever going to fit mm. into one role ever in his career. Yes. And probably no, got paid $50 Jonah, to be in that movie. Th- this bear, much like Jonah Hill, just slimmed down for a different role. Ah. Same bear, just as good, just scary. Slim down, though. Gotcha. Gotcha. You want... <laughs> did, you, did you watch the roast of James Franco on Comedy Central? This will be our last off-topic conversation. I don't... Was it, like, forever ago? I, I mean, feel like no, it, it, was like, it was maybe two roasts ago, because I feel like they did Alec Baldwin after James Franco, and they made fun of his daughter a lot. And Didn't they roast Bieber at some point, too? Bieber was before Franco, if I remember. Okay. Anyway... I think Franco is one of the best roasts because he's fam- He's really good friends with a lot of really famous and really funny people. So Seth mm-hmm. Rogen was there. Jonah Hill was there. Like A lot of people who typically who are still like in their careers were at this sure. roast. 
And um, who's the guy who's always, who's at every roast? That's his, whole, that's his whole career. What's his name? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. He's the really just normally like a guy you would avoid on the street. Yeah. Um, I've seen him before. He just tears into people. Um, yeah. It's going to bug me. I don't know. Keep going with your story. I'll find it. Regardless, he's got a really – this pops into my head because you brought up Jonah Hill. And he's got a <laughs> he's got a phenomenal – Jeff Ross. Yeah, Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross has a phenomenal dig into Jonah Hill where he goes, oh, fuck. I'm going to ruin it. You're going to mess this up. You're going to mess I'm excited for this. Let's go. I am. Do you want me to Google it, it so I don't ruin it? No, no. Mess it up. I want you to mess it up. Now I'm expecting you to mess it up. I need that. He's like – he makes a joke about how Jonah's in like every James Franco movie. So he's like, Jonah, you know, if James were to call you and ask you to be in a spaghetti western, all you would say is you had me at spaghetti. Or something like that, and it's it's so good. Jonah dies, like fucking dies. Uh, it was a good. It's a good rip. Good burn. That's pretty good. And to Jeff Ross, Jeff Ross's credit as a, a career roastmaster, all I did was Google roastmaster, and Jeff Ross came up. <laughs> yeah, that's his, so that's his thing. There, good for him. Apparently, that's what he's doing. That's good, what he's doing with his life. Good for him. Right. All right. All right. So ready to dive right into my character? I'm fucking excited. I built this dude like four days ago. I've been thinking about wow. it. Been sitting on it for a bit. I've got high, high hopes for this character. Which is usually a bad thing. I'm going to get disappointed. You're going to have to reel me in. Yep. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to roll garbage stats and then find the hook for you to get excited and back into this character. All right. Let's do it. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our patron, Impending Duff. You can find him at twitch.tv slash impendingduff. Thank you so much for your patronage and your support of our endeavor with this podcast. You are a big fan of ours, and we could not thank you enough. If you would like to be shouted out here as well, you can go to patreon.com slash rngpc. Sign up for the appropriate tier, and we will say your Twitch channel or your name or whatever the case may be in this space. Thank you. Even OnlyFans. Even OnlyFans. All right, dude. You got my pit, my uh, uh, sheet pulled up? Yep. 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 Sweet. Uh, I like it because you, you've brought your normal, of course, always. I don't think there's ever been a time you haven't bought a background. But then the other two are, are less. They're, that's, they're not your normal. I mean, I guess, I guess you have other. Or I guess there's three here. There's another one because I'm just looking over some stuff but yeah they're different it's different it's different it's different yeah yeah it's different so obviously i brought a background like you said i think yep. to be fair mm-hmm. i think the, our first halloween episode i did the spookiest thing i could do remember do um, you remember you rolled on the background we rolled on everything oh that's right that's true because <laughs> we made a frankenstein yeah we made a frankenstein character that was not actually a frankenstein yeah we just rolled in everything first halloween episode yes. check it out okay i don't remember their name so i apologize yeah i do it was uh, uh the artificer that's Doesn't not their matter. name she's i know i remembered it it's, a... it's gone it's gone Doesn't matter. keep going <laughs> all right so i brought the background of miner which is uh pretty Ooh. straightforward mining is yeah, dirty someone... go ahead sorry sorry i was just saying yeah someone under the age of 18 oh no. Minor with an E-R. Minor, not minor. I don't know if it's really a thing, grammar police thing. But anyway, mining is dirty <laughs> and dangerous, but it's a job that must be done. You are one of these workers. Where was your first mine? What did you mine? Have you ever been in a workplace accident? Why did you leave? 
That's it. This is a pretty bare bones background. Whoever put this in the wiki did not care. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, my mind goes to Toy Story Two, the villain in that, the what's his name, Pecumsee, the Pecumsee Miner, yeah, the guy's box has never been opened. Yep. But then, like, spoiler alerts for Toy Story Two, he box has been opened, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, how did he do it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, the second thing I brought is an item. I just looked up mm-hmm. random. Uh, this is not a legendary item, I think. It's a very it's rare. item. Very rare. Wondrous. Yeah. So I essentially just Googled a list of uh, rare or very rare items, and I picked one I mm-hmm. liked. So that's mm-hmm. kind of why I brought this mm-hmm. one. It's the Robe of okay. Stars. Ooh. Which is pretty sweet. You ever heard of this item before? I have not. So it makes me think, though, of La La Land City of Stars. The Robe of Stars. <laughs> the shine so bright for me. you. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Sorry. It's okay. I'll tell you what it is. So, this black or dark blue robe is embroidered with small white or silver stars. You gain a plus one bonus to saving throws while you wear it. But that's not all, folks. Six stars located on the robe's upper front portion are particularly large. While wearing this robe, you can use an action to pull off one of the stars and use it to cast Magic Missile as a fifth level spell. Daily at dusk, 1d6 remove stars reappear on the robe. However, folks... But wait, there's more. More? Yeah. This is the fucking cool part. While you wear this <laughs> robe, you can use an action to enter the astral plane along with everything you are wearing and carrying. You remain there until you use an action to return to the plane you were on. You reappear in the last space you occupied, or if that space is or if that space is occupied, the nearest unoccupied space. So you can just willingly take yourself to the astral plane. And you know what the astral plane is, yes? Um, not Earth. It's the center, It's where you go when you die, if I remember correctly? It's not the ethereal, or is that the ethereal plane? No, yeah, that's a, I'm thinking that the, I've, I confused them. Astral plane's the plane between everything. So it's, yeah, that's fine. Okay, it's not as, it's not as crazy as I thought. I, was, I thought it was the ethereal plane. Okay. I, always, I got the confused. I got the flip around. I'm like, what the fuck? Why the hell are you going to heaven? <laughs> yeah, no, astral plane is cool. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, this is a... Uh, it, it requires attunement, I'm assuming? Yeah, for sure. I don't, I'm not seeing it anywhere in, in this link, at least. And the Roll20 link, yeah, it's true. It might not require attunement, which would be wild. It's very rare, so there could be another bonus to it. I would hope this has a tune. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for our story. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter not, for this character. You're correct. It does not matter to our story. Now, no. uh, the last thing I brought that kind of matters is I brought the name this week. But the next, the next big thing that matters is this character's motivation. And their motivation is to be the greatest dungeon master the world has ever seen. Now, Jake, I saw you make a face. Why are you making a face? I'm confused if we're making a meta character. Or if we're or like, is the, is this a game where it's a character that wants to play Dungeons and Dragons within Dungeons and Dragons? No. Or is it a dungeon master and someone wants to build dungeons and so he wants to master these dungeons and like potentially get into German dungeon porn? Someone, the latter, porn and all. <laughs> okay. All right. No, someone who wants to create the most complicated, unsolvable dungeon that there is, where but people like, eventually just give up with a bunch of twists but, like, and turns. Okay, okay. So one, we'll figure this out in the story, but my first question is, like, most dungeons in D&D aren't, like, 100... I mean, I guess some of them are, and I guess this would be fine. We can do whatever we want with it. But I feel like usually when I'm building a dungeon, it's like, ooh, this is some relic of some sort of something past. It was never actually, like, 
I guess no, because there are like temples. There are some temples and stuff like that that usually have dungeons that are built to keep things hidden or keep people out. But that's usually like wizard towers more so or wizard like. Yeah. Okay. All right. We can play with it. I like it. I like the fact that essentially he's the guy who just wants to dig shit underground. We'll have to figure out what the like adventuring party like how that would fit in yeah. with this or like the playable character aspect but that's fun that's well, fun i i do have a note underneath all of this i don't know if you noticed that i made to myself as a reminder this character yeah. based on my thoughts my hopes and dreams for them depending on how things oh. go would most likely be a really good npc okay it was bolded so i didn't read it because i assumed it was part of the i unbolded it for you don't worry thank you yeah, so that's kind of I. Th- I feel like this character might be a really solid NPC, and we're kind of creating that that character's backstory. Because every good villain, if this character is villainous, has a good backstory. That's true. So, just look at I'm trying to think of a bad example of a character that's a villain that has, um, let's say Stefan Wolf in the original cut of Justice League, just to upset people. Okay. Because there's a hot. I don't know if that's a hot take. I've never seen the Justice League movie, and I'm fine neither have i <laughs> i would also like to um, go ahead i would also like to say that i got motivation for this character from one of my favorite super nintendo games earthbound there's a character Ooh. there's a character in the name or in the game his name is brick road he also wants to be the best dungeon master which is why i named my character cable stooney which is just me bastardizing the word cobblestone Wow. I like the journey. I like the journey of how we got got there. Okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. So again, this feels very different. Like you brought you brought a, a, a quite the array of different aspects for us to play with here. Um what did you how did you want to go about going into the stuff we're rolling then? Do you want to roll personality and like the traits within the background first or do you want to roll stats or do you want to do you want to roll on class 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 and race or what are you what are you thinking um i think i want to tackle class and race last and we'll see how i feel after we've rolled so let's just start from the top let's roll in the background then let's roll the stats and let's see how i feel cool do you want to have a special specialization for your miner, because that's one of the things, is not all mining sites are made equal. Oh. Consider where you found work most commonly in the past. And these range from, I think, the type of... Uh, the, okay, these aren't... Oh, it's what you did in the mine, or like yeah. what kind of work. So, so there's one of these is quarry. You worked in an open pit mine. Uh, this other one's blast, so you used explosives. <laughs> um, shaft, drip. I mean, yeah, there's, so there's options here. I don't know if that really... It's again flavor. I feel like I don't. It doesn't really give you anything, um, yeah, stats wise or anything. That doesn't really tickle my fancy. I mean, we can. It's it's there. We can roll d six. We could also just go. For me, the one that stands out is just blast. Like, yeah. how cool it be? Like, hey, he worked with explosives. I was thinking blast or, sh- or shaft, to be honest. What's shaft? You worked. In- <laughs> it's my, it's my kink. <laughs> um, uh, you worked. You worked dangerous vertical shafts to mine deep vine veins, find no veins uh, of coal or ore or ore. That's one okay. Uh, access may have access may have simple used. Is that that's typed a typo? Correctly? That's a typo. Access okay, may have right. simply used. Oh, simply used a ladder and pulley or a larger mine. Ca- okay, so you just you worked the elevator again. Like none of this is really giving us anything for the character. It's yeah. just kind of like the job thing. Um, so yeah, I think it. maybe what we 
I think we just keep these here. It's like when we're trying to think like maybe potentially what he did in his background that we can come here like, okay, what are some of the, like just the words in here that like, okay, so when he worked the shaft, the, the elevator fell on him and he swore to be able to go to the astral plane at some point or I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, we can just come back to it if we want to. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, this cool. This background also comes with a feature called miner's eye. You know the best mm-hmm. way to drain water out of shafts and tunnels, supporting weak tunnels, and process ores using cupulation. Cupulation. Sure. You can also find work and housing in most mountainous, mountainous towns. Huh. I mean, okay. Yeah, whatever. Nothing really, <laughs> nothing really <laughs> I mean, game-breaking there. No, it, it's something in itself, again, that if it come, comes up, you would be very excited uh, as the player that you have the chance to use it. Yeah. Um, but it's not something where it's going to be all that relevant probably yeah um all right cool so then who who do you want to roll first on the personality trait do you want me to roll first um i'll roll first i'm putting okay. i'm putting that eight energy out there so i'm rolling a d8 oh. for personality trait you know that's a great way to not get it uh i got a two sometimes i pretend to be uneducated to avoid uninteresting uninteresting conversations <laughs> <laughs> That's a good trait. I like That's it. That's funny. Um, all right. I will roll ideal, uh, which is a D6. I got a three, which is honesty. There's no good pretending to be something I'm not. Ooh. Interesting. And that comes with a lawful alignment. It does. It's shitty. <laughs> Why? Not really. It's fine. I think the good one would have would have fucked up your ideas more. Maybe. If you would have got a good alignment, if you wanted to be an NPC of some sort. All right. Well, I mean, because just right first. No, I'll say it for later. Remind me. Remind me later that I had something I wanted to say about lawful. Okay, sounds good. Uh, D6 for bond. What's that say? That's a two again. I share an empathy with every racing creature that digs and mines. Nice. So I have empathy for people who have, it's like server empathy, you know? No matter how terrible, yeah. no matter no matter how terrible of a server I have, you're getting twenty percent. <laughs> as long as you don't spit in my food, I really don't care. <laughs> no, I think I think what you're trying to say is, as long as you don't find the spit in your food, that's true. Really don't yeah. <laughs> um, all right, last one uh, for the background is a flaw, which is another D six. I rolled a one. I can be clumsy, sometimes fumbling with complicated equipment. Oh, God. It's okay. I don't think that's bad. Neither do I. I was really afraid. Um, I, I did not want... Uh, lazy and sleepy would have sucked. Six would have been bad. I can be lazy and sleepy, mm-hmm. sneaking off to nap and work and wait. I Why? Think, okay. I, my, this, this character is more driven in my mind. My mind's doesn't mean eye. Take a, take, doesn't mean you can't take naps. <laughs> plenty of driven people that take naps naps are important naps help uh what's his face uh the the mike not michelangelo uh da vinci da vinci worked on like four hour nap schedules that was oh. it that's why you just yeah whatever makes you feel better jake about your naps that you take naps are important i didn't take one today and i feel off <laughs> i prefer right? i prefer the cool i prefer taking the kind of nap that you've coined uh i prefer sneaking naps yeah, sneaking naps are great. That's a common There's... word in our household now. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that caught on. And just for everyone at home, sneaking naps are the when you're like, 
you don't really admit that you're tired or sitting down to take a nap, and then all of a sudden you're asleep. Yep. It just hits you. <laughs> and then you wake up, and you don't know how long it's been, and you're just drooling, and it's like, you're like, whoa. But, like, you you wake up in a start because you got attacked <laughs> by a nap. <laughs> it's even it's even crossed its ways into other phrases in our household. Like, the other day, Echo had to go outside, <laughs> so I took him out front because our courtyard's disgusting and full of water and poop right now since all the snow is melting. Mm. Um, so I took him out front, and we ended up walking around the entire block. Did not plan for that. So Chelsea was like, you guys want to sneak a walk? <laughs> I guess we did, yeah. I guess we did. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I feel. I, I, that yeah, My ego? Hmm. It's a nice little stroke for it. Gross. Little, you can say mm. you feel good, nice. but now I'm not happy mm. that I told you that mm. we use it. Mm. I'm, excited. I'm excited for when we can be on Twitch, because I'm doing a hand motion with this. I think that makes it more uncomfortable as well. So everyone I'm not uncomfortable. I'm just upset. um okay okay uh do we want to roll stats next yes or do you want to go to okay okay so i roll strength because you just rolled uh sure if you want to go yeah yeah all right i rolled a five four three three five four three three so seven plus five twelve cool all right i'm rolling decks Ooh, this goes with the clumsy very well. I rolled a three, a three, a three, and a one. Wow, so nine. That's a, a nine. You got nice. a nine. All right, I'm going to roll con. Okay. Uh, I can't read what that is. So I rolled a, ooh, this is a good one. I rolled a three, a five, a five, and a six. Jesus. That's 16, so 16 con. con. <laughs> All right, I'm rolling intelligence. Okay, this is fine. Uh, I rolled a four, a four, a three, and a one. So that's 11. So that's an eight plus three, right? It's 11, yeah. Nice. Wisdom. Oh, I dropped that's one. Good. I have no idea where that is. Oh. I'm going to roll my other d6. Wow. Not going to Jumanji it? No. Nice. So I rolled a one, two, three, five. So that's just a nine, right? I think so. One, two, three, five. No, wait, oh, it's, is it's it 10? 10. That's 10. 10. Yeah, it's 10. I can't trust your math. That's that's correct. Okay, all right, all right. So I'm rolling the last one, which is charisma. Oh, damn it. I don't like rolling big numbers, but, you know. Uh, I rolled a 5, a 5, a 4, and a 3. So you got a 14 charisma. Ooh, so it could be a lock. You always just go to warlocks. I like, like. I honestly like my warlock. I can see why people wouldn't like warlocks because all you really do is Eldritch Blast. But you get cool shit. You get cool. You get everything back on a short rest. That's pretty dope. It's pretty sweet. I'm doing a stroke it emotion. Once in our campaign, because I'm a really bad like RPG player in video games. Like if someone mm-hmm. gives me the big weapon that, but I know it yeah. like breaks, I never use it. Like I, when, yeah. what, what if I waste it on like a, a little minion? Yeah. So, since I only have two spell slots, like, what if I cast Fireball on a bunch of minions, then the big bad comes out, and I'm out of fucking Fireballs. So, but once I've got that third spell slot, it's game uh-huh. over, because uh-huh. I can just go boom, 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 and then keep one in my pocket. <laughs> Wait, that's where you keep yours? You keep them in your pocket? I do. I keep my spell slots, like, in my sock. Gotcha. That's weird. Yeah. Because, you know, Paladins also don't have a bunch. But there's enough in there. Like it looks like I got cankles going on down there. There's enough to make it look uncomfortable. So I wouldn't accept your spells. Um, it's like accepting sack money. It's really gross. 
I mean, hey, it has, still has value. It just now has some some flavor to it as well. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, dokie. So, looking at these stats, your highest is con, then charisma, then strength. Luckily, no class uses con as its like main thing you should have because that's mainly just hit points. Yeah. So, don't know what. So, charisma and strength. That's that's paladin energy right there. <laughs> oh really? Just, put, just putting that out there. I mean, last week that's what we did was high charisma, high high strength. But but what we can do is again, race will also give us some pluses here. So if you want to put it into something else, um, or you want to put the the. Like, if you want the strength to go up, you can go with for, like, Goliath, right? Which would be like, oh, okay, they get even more strength or orc or something. That's true. Uh, that's like true. That. So what I would say here is we have – I would say there's two options. We can recap, look through everything, and kind of get, like, a, a where we're currently at. Or we can look and try and figure out class and race right now and try and decide which one you want to put more weight on and probably use it to help decide what the other one is. How about you, you recap – and I'll okay. look at things. Okay, dokie. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the middle of the podcast where I recap where we are thus far while Nathan Googles shit. Um, so this week, it was Nathan's turn to build a character. Uh, he brought his, you know, background, as always, because, you know, he's only rolled on it like once. I think I've done it twice. So, you know, suck it. Uh, he brought the background of minor, not like, a, you know, child or someone under the age as an adult, but someone that works in mines. Um, he also brought the item of the robe of stars, which sounds like it'd be a really soft bathrobe, but really like the one you wouldn't want to get wet, but it's not what it is. It's a magical item that's, uh, allows you to have pluses to your saving throws. So you're harder to hit and can avoid things better. Um, and also has magic missiles. I believe that you can throw out as like stars, which I'm imagining are like ninja stars. Like you pull the star off and you throw it and it just turns into magic missiles. So it looks kind of dope. And then you can also teleport into a different plane of existence. Uh, if you need to, to just, I don't know, get away for a bit, a little bit of a vacation. Um, and then he also brought a motivation and the motivation he decided is that this character wants to be the greatest dungeon master the world has ever seen. And now, this is not to be confused with an actual dungeon master, like the person in charge of your game, uh, but somebody that creates dungeons, that builds them, and wants to build, essentially, dungeons for different adventurers to get stuck in or just give up on and turn around. Um, and then he brought the name of Caleb or Cable. Ka- Was it Cable or Caleb? How did you pronounce it? Cable Stooney or Cabal Cabal Stooney. Cabal Stooney, which is apparently just a bastardation of Cobblestone because he wants it to be inspired by an earthbound character named Brick Road. Um, so I, I, there's, I like it. It's pretty, it's nice. Um, so then we went and we, we rolled, uh, on some of the background, uh, traits. First one being the personality trait. And we got, sometimes I pretend to be undereducated to avoid uninteresting conversations. And then we got the ideal, uh, there's no good pretending to be something I'm, oh wow, those instantly contradict each other. Um, there's no good pretending to be something I'm not, uh, which is honesty and comes with a lawful oh. alignment. <laughs> Did you just get what I said? Yeah. That was instantly, okay. Um, bond, I share an empathy with every race and creature that digs and mines. So that could even just mean he gets along better with specific animals like badgers of some sort or like other types of bullets, which are things that really dig holes or purple worms um and then lastly we rolled the flaw which is i can be clumsy sometimes fumbling with complicated equipment 
Then we went to the stats, and we got a strength of 12, a dex of 9, which fits with the flaw. This guy's clumsy. Uh, constitution of 16, intelligence of 11, wisdom of 10, and a charisma of 14. So, pretty average intelligence, pretty hardy, strong character that's got a little, little charisma to him. And you just kind of, I don't know if that's intimidation or like you just like being around him. Either way, it's got some charisma to him. <laughs> so, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. All right. Did I give you enough time? Did I fill enough? Can you talk yeah, you more? did. I, feel like the people... I think I've got. I think I've figured out what I want to do. Ooh, exciting! I, I think you might be surprised by my choices. Is it you went with a dwarven warlock? No. Okay. I'm thinking about going with a furbolg. Ooh, <laughs> I like furbolgs. We haven't made one on here yet, except yep. for in our bonus episode when I made you. And so, yeah. <laughs> They have a wisdom score that goes up by two, and their strength their strength goes up by one. They also have a lot of little features that I enjoy, like hidden step. As a bonus action, you can magically turn invisible until the start of your next turn or until you attack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they can also and, yeah, you, you, your deter, your carrying size is determined by one size larger than what you actually are. So yeah. I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, is there not um, so? What I will say, my, my only knowledge with Furbolgs in the world of like D&D is that one of the critical role characters plays one. And he has a feature that he always uses that he can speak with plants and, and uh, animals. They yeah. can understand you, but you can't understand them. Yes. Essentially, is that... Okay, okay. It's, I didn't know if that was a Furbolg thing or something he had chosen separately. It's called the speech of beast and leaf. You have the ability to communicate in a limited manner with beasts and plants. They can understand the meaning of your words, though you have no special ability to understand them in return. <laughs> but it also gives you advantage in all charisma checks to influence them. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, Caduceus, the character in Critical Role, uses it in a pretty... He uses it in a fun way where he just... Anytime they're walking through a forest, he's like, Hey, guys, if there's anything here, we're just passing through. It'll mean anything. Like, he's just constantly doing it. And Matt's like, Okay, yep, the trees understand. Like, I don't... <laughs> What do you, what do you want? Like, <laughs> he, does a, he does a really good job making a, a a bit out of it. Yep, nice. Um, but nice. Okay, so you want to go with Furbog, which gives us a plus one to strength, and plus two to wisdom. Okay, so that brings us up to thirteen strength, which is still just a plus one. Um, and then plus two to wisdom makes this a twelve, which makes that a plus one for wisdom now instead of a zero. Um. Did you have any thoughts then? Would you want to roll on class? Or what are you thinking for that? Because I have thoughts, but I'm just curious where you're at. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that this robe isn't going to be worn by specific... Like, there's certain classes that would just not wear it. But granted, I guess that's the thing is the robe doesn't have to be something this character uses. It's just something that's a part of his story or this... Something about the ethos of this. Yeah. Is ethos the right word there? I don't know. But whatever. Which is part of why I thought this character would be an NPC, because I'm starting this character off by giving them a very rare item. So this could be like... here. So I hate. I feel bad giving away my like grand idea for what I think this character would be, but I'm going sure. to give it away. Here's my, If I were a DM and I thought of this idea, here's how I would do it. This would okay. be a reoccurring NPC. He's not evil. He's not trying to hurt you. He's just trying to challenge you. So, like, when okay. you're level one and you enter one of his dungeons, it's going to be relatively easy, minimal traps. You fight him at the end, and every time you get him to low HP, it's one of those things in, like, a video game where it's like, all right, you guys did a good job. You solved my dungeon. We're going to we're gonna call it. I'm going to let you guys walk out. Here's, like, a something that gets you out real quick. 
see you next time. And then eventually, once you're like, if it's a long going campaign, you hit like a high level, you beat him, and he's like, here's your reward. You get a robe of stars. You guys solved my hardest dungeon. I've got nothing left in my mind. And it's just okay. like, so this is kind of how I thought of this this character. So, so essentially, you want you want someone that's making escape rooms in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always like the, the the adventurers will always enter a dungeon not knowing it's one of his, but eventually, once they're like pretty deep in, there's going to be an obvious telltale sign, and eventually, it's going to be like, God damn it! It's we're just in- like his face carved in a stone. It's yeah. like, hey, <laughs> we're at- it's me. <laughs> Cobble Stoony! <laughs> exactly. We're in a goddamn Stoony's dungeon again. And then he gives you like various items every time you complete it, and eventually you get the robe of stars. That's, that's so he, what I thought of. He so he's essentially like like Zaz in in Arkham City. It's like it's not the main story, but like it's little side quests always that here and there that you just happen upon. You're like, well, fuck, I guess I'm here. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. If you're okay. if, if you're I mean, if you're adventurers like if you're a DM and your party hasn't you know they're tired of doing the main story up before them and they ask like a uh, you know the tavern if there's any job postings the job posting takes them to a stony dungeon and that's the little side quest they do. Yeah, the I, job post is also it's like uh, uh, lost lost children last seen playing in this dungeon. Yep. It's like oh go it's like there's no kids no there's no kids I just wanted people to come to my dungeon yep. and try it out. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys think? Any any pointers? What was what was easy? What was too hard? Yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be great. So, I would appreciate that as a player a lot. I I like that, and I think that's fun. Um, and I don't see any reason we can't just do that. We still <laughs> want to come up with like the backstory and whatever, and make like a sheet for this character because all good NPCs will still have like especially important ones like that that you're going to assume there's going to be some sort of boss fight of some sort. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to just do that, we can. We could also do something where it's like that's what he ends up being, right? And then, like, that's his end goal is to be that kind of character. So, like, how does he – because, I mean, it would make sense also for a character like that, like, in order to get better at building dungeons for adventurers, be an adventurer at some point. Go around with other adventurers. Learn – go to other dungeons and figure out what happens in them and what are some things that you struggle with and other people struggle with. Uh, How old do furbogs usually live? Pretty long, which is another reason why I chose them. Uh, they reach adulthood around 30, and the oldest of them okay. can live up to 500 years. Yeah, so like if he spends his first, you know, from 40 to 100, 60 years adventuring just to gain research and then starts building these dungeons, I mean, that could totally be a thing. That's true, that's um, true. So that's what I'm saying. There's, there's wherever you want to come in with this, because this could still be a fun character to kind of play. Like that's an interesting end goal for a character, right? Like it's an interesting end goal of like I want to be somebody that – just just annoys people (laughs) or not that's not his goal his goal is not to annoy people but his goal is to challenge people yeah he wants to like like the thing i was going to say earlier about the lawful thing that i thought of is this almost kind of sounds like a more family friendly version of jigsaw to an extent (laughs) right (laughs) it's like i'm gonna make something for you to get out of because if you don't you'll die but hopefully you'll also be a better person in the end yep exactly (laughs) exactly i like this Um, character and we're not even done yet okay so i'm also Oh god, I'm not. <laughs> but um what was I going to say? Uh okay, cool. So what are you thinking? Do you still want to make it out out to be like he's already done his adventuring and he's here or do you want to make it like he like Yeah, what do, what do you think? Cuz we still need to figure out the rate or the class. So like within that, I think it'll kind of play into how important 
what is the class kind of is. Yeah, so the, my only, like, I guess, it's not even a real concern, because at the end of the day, I don't care that much. My only concern is that I brought an item, like a really good item, so, like, how's that going to play into what's well, going on? I would say almost every other item we've done, not the characters don't usually have them. It's something they're looking for. It's something they've come across, and it's done something to them in some way, or it's it's something that they, like, have and don't understand. Like, there's ways to nerf the item without it being, like oh man, broken from the very beginning, right? Because we could say this robe or something it's passed down to him and he doesn't know fully how to use it, but it just looks cool on him or he likes it. Or maybe he's currently in the process of he was hired by a wizard to, hey, protect my robe. You build dungeons, build a dungeon for this robe. And then somebody, adventurer came in and stole it and now the wizard's pissed. And so he's got to go get the fucking robe back from whatever adventurer stole it, right? And so like there's ways to play around with different things with that item. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. There's definitely nothing that happened. I definitely did not just mute myself and have to yell at my Alexa because she made noise. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Um, <sighs> Doesn't matter what time of day we record. Apparently, I have alarm sets are off. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, I mean, you brought up some really good ideas there. Um, but let's figure out the class. That's what we were doing, right? I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, 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 words. So I'm, Druid I'm uses wisdom. Ooh. Ooh. Druid might be really good for this. Yeah. A Druid for a Druid Furbolg. Uh, what are the different, uh, um, uh, circles of Druid? That's, there's probably one that has to do with earth as well. There's the circle of the land. Click it. I'm Click it real good. Can I read it to you? Yes, please. The circle of the land is made up of mystics and sages who safeguard ancient knowledge and rites through a vast oral tradition. These druids meet with sacred circle meet within sacred circles of trees or standing stones like a dungeon to whisper primal secrets in druidic druidic. The circle's wisest members preside as the chief priests of communities that hold to the faith and serve as advisors to the rulers of those folk. As a member of this circle, your magic is influenced by the land where you were initiated into the circle's mysterious rites. Hmm. I like that little, like, just legal there at the end. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that sounds like it could work within this, right? Like, the whole idea of, like, the safeguarding of ancient knowledge, even, right? Could be, like, the thing, again, where it's, like, that's, like, his end goal is, like, within these dungeons, he like, his is, is to get better at building dungeons to have the experience so that like whatever knowledge he's trying to hide or something like that, blah, 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 as a druid, like maybe he's sent out from his like Furbolg or Jerudic mining tribe of some sort to go like, okay, you know, like, Hey, get better at this or go find something that we can use to help this, like, uh, uh, uh help us stay hidden and remain hidden underground or in the woods. Cause Furbolgs are usually uh, distant from society. Anyways, they're not very, uh, uh, civilization like centric yeah they're they're usually more they're like tri- nomadic yeah they're a tribe or tribal yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so i mean i think circle of the land works and some fun things with that is uh well let's see you get what natural recovery at level two you regain some magical energy by sitting in meditation and communing with nature during a short rest Ooh, look you can do your short rest thing where you get spell slots back just like a warlock nice during a short during a short rest, you choose expended spell slots to recover. The spell slots can be a combined level equal to or less than half your druid level. 
Um, and then the thing too, that's so with druids, another reason, um, your circle matters is because you get specific spells at certain levels. And so I wanted to look within some of these, um, and see what, Ooh, so you can choose, wait, are these all of the land? Oh, there's different types of land. So you can choose to be the table of the Arctic coast desert, forest, grassland, mountain, or swamp. And so the reason I want to look at this is because I'm, again, trying to think which one would make the most sense for somebody trying to build dungeons and help that. And the first one that jumps out as me is the uh, table of mountain. So if the, or druidic, so you'd be the druid, to be a druid, the circle of land, the specification in mountains, because you get spider climb at third level, and then at fifth level you get men's stone, and then you also get stone shape and wall of stone like so you could literally build so oh, by yeah. the time you're by the time you're 10th level you have meld uh, meld into stone stone shape and wall of stone oh yeah so you could just use those to fucking build your shit build oh yeah oh oh yeah oh yeah oh, oh. yeah oh yeah oh don't you know <laughs> let me just sneak past you and use this idea <laughs> i hope a, that's the accent with a side of ranch <laughs> Also, that's a limited character feature for Cabal. He's always got a cup of ranch. It's always just like he's carrying it. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Do you have any, do you have any ranch? <laughs> I'm going to say, to be fair, Furbolgs would totally be the Midwesterners of D&D. They'd be the, oh, oh, oh sorry. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Because you made it to the end. I can't do it. I, I almost went Boston. You made it to the end of my dungeon. <laughs> Chewbacca caught in the Harvard Yard. That's a long walk back that way, bud. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Because, like, the thing, too, is they're big. Furbolgs are huge. Like, they're, like, almost seven feet tall. Oh, shit, really? Oh, they are, wow. They can be. They can be, yeah. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> oh, so maybe that's the, like, the, um... Uh, oh, oh, what's it called? didn't mean to step on. Didn't see you there. Didn't mean to step oh, on you. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> um, but, like, maybe that's the, like defining feature of his dungeons they're all at least like 10 foot ceilings yeah <laughs> like just crazy tall <laughs> um all right cool so you're good with druid i am good with druid with land mountain land mountain okay cool um all right so is there anything else that we need to figure out before we start like nailing down uh characteristics or like not care story from the characteristics no let me just dope, put this dope. stuff in the sheet <laughs> Sheet it up. Oh, 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 oop. Let me just sneak right, sneak past you. Excuse me. <laughs> I hate when I catch myself saying that shit. Granted, I don't have like, I, do the, the I don't have the Minnesotan accent or like the yeah. almost Canadian accent, but it's like, oh, I'm just gonna sneak right by you. It's like, god damn it. <laughs> I get fucking mad I when t- I do it. I, I turn around and hit that fucker in the face because it's their fault I had to sneak by him. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not from the I'm, I may be Midwestern, but I got some East Coast bite, bitch. <laughs> they were talking about that. Go ahead. They were talking about that in my job because it's a, it's a nationwide job, so I deal with a lot of people. I'm going to deal with a lot of people from all over the country. And it's uh-huh. like you got to learn how to adapt to the people you're talking to. And just long story short, they're like, Southerners love to talk to you. All about hospitality. You'll get to know them. You'll have fun. You know, people on the west side, uh, it's hit or miss, not so much. Like, they're usually pretty nice, pretty easy going. People on the east side, they don't give a fuck who you are. It's like, get, tell them what you need, they'll get it to mm-hmm. you, and then they don't want to mm-hmm. talk to you again. It's like... <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, 
it's weird how that works, but it's just like it's like that. It's like that experiment with the monkeys. Did you ever hear about the one where it's like how how you can condition people? So like essentially, there was a, an experiment where they had a cage full of monkeys and they hung a big thing of bananas from the ceiling and they put a ladder in there. The first time a monkey climbed the ladder trying to get the bananas, they sprayed a hose on all the monkeys with very cold water. They all freaked out and they jumped off the ladder. They do this for like four or five times. And so the monkeys learn, okay, don't climb this ladder to get these bananas. Then they introduce a new monkey. A new monkey comes in and goes, oh shit, bananas. <laughs> it goes to, climb the, goes to climb the ladder and the rest of the monkeys are like, fuck no, dude. And they beat the shit out of the monkey. <laughs> they Damn. keep that monkey from climbing the ladder because they know the water. So like that's the same thing with different parts of the country, right? You move there. You're conditioned by the people around you to fit in with that bubble. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Science. Science, baby. PETA, animal abuse. Yeah. <laughs> we do not condone. Anyway. <laughs> no animals were harmed in the retelling of this experiment of where story. animals may have been harmed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So let's try to plug some of this background stuff together, I suppose. Cool. Um, what dude, are, what I, are you thinking? I really wish. I'm. S- <laughs> now I really wish I was doing a Midwest accent for this character because it's almost perfect. Like, I'm clumsy. You know, just whatever, but I'm not because I've got something better. But anyway. Okay. So we've got personality. You're you're building. I said you're building up this accent. We're going to get there and it's just, we'll see. I'll probably fall apart. I'll get stage fright. It's okay. Oh. Sometimes it's the personality trait is sometimes I pretend to be uneducated to avoid uninteresting conversation. And the ideal is honesty. There's no good pretending to be something I'm not. Um, I mean, maybe he so pretends maybe, to not hear. That's a level of pretending. Sure, sure. Um, or or it's just even like I, I think. So with that personality trait too, what I also take from that is the idea of being just like he doesn't have this need to let everyone know how smart he is. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like. So he he wants to do that in his actions, but it doesn't seem like he would want to do that in his words. He doesn't need to like. He doesn't need to be the intellect in the room that is telling people why they're wrong. Yeah. Or he doesn't need to. And he's just like, okay, fine. Like, sure. Like, so the, the pretending to be uneducated is just the, like, unless I'm addressed, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> show, go it, ahead. Show, like, do. Yeah, show, don't tell kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's that's how we could take it and not have it go against this. There's no good pretending being something I'm not. Right? It's just like the, that. like, it's just quiet instead of the, like, super... Because the, the, there's a, I mean, granted, he's only got an intelligence of 11, but like, I think he has a level of understanding and drive that is something that probably yeah. makes him formidable. And he's, a, he's, he's got a charisma of 14, so like, he's going to know, like, this conversation is not going to suit me. Like, why would I get involved in this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it could, it could even be that if it's something that he doesn't, that something that doesn't pertain to his end goals, doesn't want to waste his time. Whatever. It's not like, he doesn't like small talk, right? Yeah. Maybe it's just that too. Just avoid small talk. I like that. I'm making um, notes of that. Um, and yeah, and then when he is, when he is addressed, he's going to be honest about it. Yeah. Like, hey. he, he sounds like the, he'd be blunt, too. I feel like he'd just be the, like, okay, well, yeah. like, this is what I think. I'm, yeah. just, I'm sorry if it offends you. Yep. You either like <laughs> me or you don't. I don't give a shit. You can help me build my dungeon. <laughs> you going to try it out for me when I'm done? No. Do a dungeon run real quick. Temple run? Mm. Yeah. And he's just running behind you with the camera. Shit. <laughs> Left. Jump. Slide. <laughs> um, his bond is I can I share an empathy with every race and creature that digs and mines. 
dope. I think that just means he he is very animal centric, and like he like, and that's a furball normal characteristic. They get along almost better with animals than they do people. Yeah, usually because they're out in nature and they're and don't dwarves typically live in mountains? He could have a respect yeah, for them as do. well. He, I mean, yeah, he could be very close with the dwarven. I mean, that's the whole thing is like in in this when we're talking about like the fact that he's a part of this, he's a druid of the land. He could just be, you know, a standalone, whatever. It doesn't have to be a part of an organization. Or it could be there are a tribe of druids that range in anything that lives in the mountains from Firbolgs to Goliaths to giants and dwarves, right? Of some sort of like, okay, there's just an organization here of some sort that are trying to, like, I mean, they said they keep secret knowledge, right? So it could be older civilizations that are buried underneath. And so in doing so, they've created diversion dungeons to keep people off of finding this old ancient secret or evil that is actually underneath it so they have these different dungeons that when people come they go into they find something they think they've done it and they leave but really that was just this diversion dungeon that keeps them away from the true secret of the mountain yeah so that could be a thing it's up to you (laughs) or you could just like them because they created cities within dungeons i mean yeah you could have respect for dwarves yeah (laughs) that's Um, what you said i came up with a whole backstory for it (laughs) yeah Uh, The flaw is I can be clumsy, sometimes fumbling with complicated equipment, which is just something fun to play with. Yeah, I think that's just, yeah. I don't think, so you you can take it one of two ways, I think, with that one. It says I can be clumsy, sometimes fumbling with complicated equipment. So you can play that as just being straight up clumsy, I think. Like maybe he spills beer a lot, spills, you know, is just flails his arms around, doesn't really realize He's how big. constantly drinking, constantly yeah. just drinking on the job. Yep, doesn't realize how big they are, knocks into stuff, maybe falls over, you know, whatever. Or you could just make Dang it good. where, if, like, if he's given something more complicated than, like, a sword or something, doesn't know what to do. Like, if you have an artificer in the group, it's like, here, I just made this, hold it. It's like, oh, and accidentally presses, like, the bomb button. It'd be like Groot and, and <laughs> yeah. Guardians 2. It's like, don't push no. button. Do you not push? I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> no. Yeah. I am Groot. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think. I think that that that's uh, again. Yeah. That's for your like how how you're the fun role playing within the the group dynamic. Because also I think how that could play in is that while he wants to build these pristine dungeons, there's always something off or wrong and that's why he wants people to test them because he's like i can never see it myself something is messed up and i need people to go through it and figure out what it is yeah <laughs> and like so i mean that could be an aspect as well <laughs> definitely um yes yeah, so, i mean I, what that was your fake laugh it was good i liked it i was listening though i didn't just blow you off and you were <laughs> i know i know you paid attention it's just it was the like mm, okay that was definitely an idea <laughs> It's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't care. I throw out so much shit. I just am constantly swinging. I strike out so much, but when I connect, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a home run. Not always. Sometimes it's a you know double play, and then you know it's the end of the inning. And now we're in a baseball metaphor, so. Who's on first? <sighs> Third base. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. So I kind of feel like, oh, so... I feel like we've got it. <laughs> what did you just? It sounds like you had a mouth seizure where you're like you're like I feel, I got it. I feel like I feel like we got it. So we're done. Yep. 
He is, what is this person? He, Where is he from? He's a show-don't-tell kind of person, not in a small talk, sure. blunt, animal-centric, kind of clumsy, wants to build dungeons. Okay, but why does he want to build dungeons? That's true. Why does he want to build dungeons? So I How really, does the robe fit in? Here's what I liked. Here's what I liked that you said earlier. This is your this is your triple play of this podcast. Ooh. Not triple quite. play is not a good hit. That's when you get... Okay, but anyways, continue. Why wouldn't that be a good hit? If you, you probably, hit a triple, yes. A triple play is when you oh, hit the ball sorry. into somebody being able to get three outs in one play. Sorry. So. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you hit a triple. You got at least two RBIs on this one. Ooh, there we go. Thank you. This is for all the sports people. I redeemed myself by using the RBI abbreviation. You did. You did. Um, <laughs> I really like that he was given the task of uh, protecting the robe, and okay. some du- some adventurers took it from him. <laughs> And he's like, damn it, I thought my dungeon was good. And it was like a straight yeah. line with like a acid <laughs> a, and an acid trap or something. There's just a pit of acid. Yeah. It's just like open. It's lit. It's even lit nice so you can see it. <laughs> with like two torches yeah. that are only right there over the acid. And people are like, maybe, maybe there's more? <laughs> and they're just like, no, no, it's just, okay. When the, when the wizard comes to chast- chastise them, he's like, I thought if I made it too easy, they'd get confused. <laughs> like there's gotta be something else but i really when you said that i enjoyed that a lot i like the idea that and that's why he wants to get better because he screwed yeah. up so now he's out mm-hmm. he's out trying to find this thing for the wizard it was their mm-hmm. per, it was their you know dress robe for fancy dinners that they wore sure and they had a sure. fancy dinner coming up hopefully in like three years it's gonna be a while <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know how far wizard ahead. wizard Wizards are extremely uh, uh, well organized, and um, what's the word? I'm not this, so I can't. I don't know. Uh, uh, scheduled, Punk- not scheduled. Punctual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> extremely punctual. So yeah, they planned their dinner parties three years out. Yeah, um, but I like that a lot. Whether or not he is being punished and has to go find it, or is trying to find it before the wizard finds out that it was taken. Doesn't taken. really, yeah. Doesn't really matter to me. Okay, that, yeah, we can leave it up to the DM because that's a fun hook to play with, right? Is it the wizard now finds out, like, and so that's something for the DM to be like, "There's a powerful individual essentially that you are either currently indebted to or will be if you do not complete this." And if the DM wants the player, if the DM wants it so the player already knows that they're in trouble, that puts you know fire under their ass, or if it's a Okay, I need to do this before he finds out. It's a different kind of fire under that. That's definitely, yeah, it would definitely be two. That would invoke two different emotions out of the, the character. Mm-hmm. Um. And and uh, I guess I'll just, <laughs> I like this too, and we stick with it no matter what, despite what I'm about to say. I feel like this is kind of the same thing we did for uh, Vass last week, though, where it was like, ooh, shit, adventurers came and took something, I gotta go find it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it works, though. It works, and it's an interesting, I think it's an interesting dynamic because again it's not ooh somebody's dead and i'm now going after revenge or it's not oh i just want to see the world and i want to learn it's like no it's this aspect of there's another adventuring group which again for me as a dm cool that's a group of people i can play with i can make up are they evil what's their plans what are they doing that's fun and it just again really builds out this part of the world so i don't hate that as a hook i would rather have more cliche or not cliche more hooks like this than the like Everyone's dead and I'm just out for revenge or um, I'm just trying to see the world or learn. It's like, no, this is something that helps flesh out the, the Dungeon Master's world but doesn't do it in such a uh, 
pr- like set way that's yeah. like it has to be like this thing it's like no it's a group doesn't matter what they're doing doesn't matter what their goals are it's whatever you want it to be yeah and yeah i agree i like it i agree i like it as well i mean it's also like i feel like it's difficult when we do bring in an item because sometimes we roll on the item randomly right so if the item yep. is a powerful item we either have to make the character dumb so they don't know how to use it or it has to be something they want and why do they want it and it's just we kind of yeah. we kind of put ourselves in a box a little bit when we bring an item. I feel like we're gonna like make one of like four choices sometimes. Sure, but it's still it's it's still unique. You know, the character's still gonna be unique. Sometimes, uh, what we even do when we bring an item is that we forget it's a thing and we don't address at all how the tattoo actually plays into the character. Yep. Sorry, that's what I did last week. If they don't actually pay I'd... really close attention to our our episodes, we did not answer a question last week and. That's it is text, what it is. I texted you at like three thirty in the morning. It was yep. just like, oh my god, <laughs> we didn't even talk about the tattoo after we decided what it was. <laughs> yep. That was the last time it was yep. mentioned. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. They, they, you know what? Vass has a tattoo somewhere that has a uh, uh, the thing. It's up to you. Now it's canon. There you go. You did it. If cool. you if you um, if you words my mouth. If you've nice, listened like to it. all of our episodes up to that one, we now trust you to fill in the gaps. Ooh, yeah. If that was your so first episode, I apologize. We're not normally that amateur. If it, <laughs> it wasn't that it was uh, whatever. Okay, cool. So this person is an independent contractor that builds dungeons, gets contracted by a wizard to um, protect this robe, fails. And now he has to go find it. Yeah, you know what I really like? Real real last thing, here's another idea that I have. Let's say the wizard gave him a, um, a blueprint. I want you to build this dungeon. You're big. You know how to do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and here's the robe I need you to put at the end. Like, no one can get to this robe. It has to be hidden deep in this dungeon. It's like, all right, cool. So the wizard leaves. The furball starts working. And the furball's like, you know what? This this robe's really nice. I probably shouldn't get it dirty. And then just, like, hangs it on, like, a tree branch outside of the dungeon while he's working. And one day comes back and it's gone. That's another way it could be taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what I was going to say too is what could be fun if I'm the DM, this robe is meant to be stolen by whoever ends up actually stealing it and that's why he gave it to you. And so like he's now also after the people or like it's, it's like a trick like, because it's like most wizards would rather protect them, trust themselves to protect it. So there could be ulterior motives there as well for this wizard Ooh. about why this was given or whatever. Um, cool. Um, I guess the only thing I would kind of maybe then say, do we, do you want to go into like, like he's from the mountains, right? So he lives in a mountain civilization of some sort that has other mountain druids there. Is that what we're just going to kind of say? And then like, do we, do you want it to be like, so that whole druid clan is like dungeon wants to be architects and dungeon builders, or are they just mountain people? And he happened to get interested in dungeons. Cause I think that could just, I mean, if we put it one way or the other, again, as the DM, that is a fun thing to play with where it's like where they're from, would they ever go back? And is there something that those people are doing that I potentially could use to pull back in uh, Cabo? Yeah. I like the idea of this character having a place they could go back to safely. I don't want them to be like, oh, you're too stupid. You've ruined too many things. You have to leave. Sure. Or like, oh, you're not good at building sure. dungeons. So you're not useful to us. You have to leave. I think yeah. I kind of like that this is his passion. He just got into it. Maybe he just like – okay maybe he solved the local newspaper's maze one day and was like that was fucking Ooh. awesome is there any more of those and like just got hooked on that yeah that part of the brain you know cool. just gave him a rush cool 
so it's not so so that in itself then means that like from from it's a it's a normal like that type of and it could even be to your point like you were saying earlier he has a respect for dwarves because they built these you know cities and ruins that like it could just be the the city that is built outside one of the old ancient dwarven ruins inside some city of some sort that like he explored as a kid and just loved all of those and so that's why he really got into it joined the local like coal mine growing up you know <laughs> yep. and and then like that's what started doing it this wizard gave him the opportunity to build this thing he thought he's like now i did it now i'm a real thing and the, whether or not the wizard knew he was gonna fail or actually thought he could do this for this thing it's completely irrelevant to him because he thought now this is what i want to do and then like through adventuring with this group he wants to find that robe so he's looking for an adventuring party that might have it as well as to go after them and then i think he also will realize oh wow with a group, I can see how they work through dungeons, but also I can see what other aspects are out there to dungeons and traps and tricks and stuff like that. So I, I should be taking notes. Maybe he's just feverishly writing too, as well, when they're going through stuff like this. And tra- ooh, what if he has like a, a um, like calligraphy? And so he or not calligraphy, uh, um, cartography, making maps. Yeah. So he's constantly like dr- like he's constantly mapping out the dungeons they're they're moving through. Yeah. That could be a fun. I would say, like, a little character thing as well. And he's smart enough to do that. He's not a dummy, so he's average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any uh, equipment. He's got a miner's pack, a shovel, mason tool, set of common clothes. Blah, blah, blah. I was just trying to see if he had, like, uh, cartographer stuff, but it's fine. So I think it's a fun little character thing he'd just be doing in a notebook. Um, cool. Uh, that's The next thing I was going to ask is what do you think his um, alignment is? Uh, lawful neutral interesting (laughs) you could make a convincing case for me to be lawful good i wasn't gonna but i just feel like this character wouldn't act lawfully good their intentions might be lawfully good but i was gonna say that i was gonna argue for lawful evil oh he's not trying to kill people though that happens it's just a casualty lawful but see evil doesn't mean you're always killing people yeah like lawful oh it just means really oh yep i remember one of the things we read is he would just be very like it's my way or the highway. You either help me pursue my goals or you get out of my way, kind of thing. Yes, and 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 it's and it's it's more idea of using the establishment and organization that exists to further yourself, right? And so, like these dungeons, like like honestly, Jigsaw is lawful evil, right? Yeah, yeah. If if yeah. you if you survive his games, that's fine. He doesn't care. You did it. You did it by his like. But the fact I, that he's put you in these games <laughs> until like Saw three or four, when the crazy chick takes over and starts killing people. Yeah, um, but I mean, but lawful neutral does fit as well because it could just be like, it could be a fun thing to play with. I think you're you're more on the border of lawful neutral slash evil than lawful good slash neutral is what I would just say. Um, because I think that's that's gonna be like, uh, to, to, what I would say is if you're a playable character, if you're a PC, you're lawful neutral. Just right in the middle of the road doesn't matter. Like you're just gonna follow the rules. You're about just following the rules because you like that within a game. Yeah. If you want to make this your NPC. Then just make him lawful evil. It's this whole thing again of like enticing people into your traps, but like it's not for reasons of like it's the personal gain is just growth within himself and getting better. Yeah, <laughs> and if you die as a result, you should have been smarter. Yeah, yeah, it's not his fault. It's yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Awesome. Nice. I I fucking love this character. All right. Last it almost, thing. It almost bones me out every time we make a character that we love because we're never gonna play them. We can see that's where again 
once we get the Twitch up and going and once we get more Patreons and stuff to the point where we're able to put some more money into this, I want to start running one shots with our characters. Even if it's just a little bit more of a flex, fleshed out version of us in the role playing tavern and we can do it on our Twitch. Yeah. And also yeah. if people want to send in the stories they have of this, like we have the one we need to listen to that we're going to do on our Twitch as well, live of us listening to those people playing. So. Yes. I, I'm still very excited for that. And we've been sitting on that for a while, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's everything. I'm kind of going to make up the appearance as we roleplay, I think. Okay. You don't want to... That's what I did last week. Yeah. That's when I decided she was she was pink, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, um, sweet, dude. All right, cool. I will say, just for inspiration, Furbolgs can have some fun colors as well. Their their skin can be uh, any... Like, they're, they're, they're described as, like... Read what a general Furbolg looks sounds like for our friends at home that um, have no idea what a Furbolg is. Let me find something that explains them a little better real quick. Do, 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 I'm pretty sure we're going to get, like, like, what's it, what's not TOS? TOS is the... Terms of services for like Twitch when someone get what was it? Uh, cease and assist from Jeopardy now. Bong bong. There, I got stand in my head. Okay, I found it, everyone. <laughs> Jesus, you're just waiting for me to finish talking. Um, <laughs> Furbolgs resembled humans. Uh, they would sport great thick beards. Their thick, tough skin was fleshy pink. Their hair could come in many colors, usually red or blonde, and they wore it long. Um, voice was deep and smooth. Not doing that. Um, <laughs> that's all I could find in that time. So, so I would say for me too, like they're, they're often described as like almost having like cow esque features. Like their nose looks more like a cow nose and it's kind of like broad and like kind of flat. Um, and they have like, e- like cow like ears as well. Like they, they look like, like cow, like tall cow people gotcha. is, is how I often will describe them. Cause I mean, even in the fur like link that you put here, it says fur are fey oriented half giants that's a good like they're mm-hmm. yeah so a little bit more fey and uh, elf or cow looking cow elf ish quelf gotcha all right i'm done talking that's it that's what we got cool so you want to dive into this uh oh yeah role playing oh yeah we gotta finally hear this fucking voice that you've been setting up for the past what hour and so some odd minutes i've been practicing on my way home from work every day since monday mm. <laughs> all right well here we go All right, so we are back in Podcastria, the beautiful city. Uh, It is about early morning. Uh, The sun's kind of rising. There's like a a nice mist kind of over the the ground of like leaving dew on some of the dirt uh, and cobblestone streets. And we see the seedy tavern just starting to open up as a larger rotan... I'm sorry, larger rotund half-elf, Barry, uh, is opening the door. He kind of kicks the the little like uh, uh, door stopper underneath it to keep keep it open after he unlocks it and walks inside, opens up some of the windows and shades, and just starts doing general work uh, around the inside of the bar and setting it up so that 
people can come in and the the guests from upstairs as well um, are kind of waking up and rousing uh, in the morning and he starts to just go about his the busy work so as he's going across or doing the busy work he notices that uh, there's a glass of water nearby and it rumbles and then it rumbles again and the rumbling gets a little more frequently frequent as the water vibrates and ripples in the glass until eventually a seven and a half foot tall furbolg ducks through the front door very heavy footed creature does not know how to be walk like a cat definitely walks like a hippopotamus or something for Christmas he's got fleshy pink skin and then no you know what he's grayer he's got some gray skin and he's got red ass hair it, it contrasts hard off of his uh his gray skin and it stands out um he's got a little bit of a, a flatter nose ears are nice and long and pointed they're so long that they curl over a little at the end but they're they, they're still pointed um big old massive hands but he's got uh you know they're dirty i was gonna say they're dainty but i don't know why dirty ass fingernails <laughs> Um, huge boots, uh, clothes made of leather. He's got some twigs in his beard and just general kind of uncleanliness. Like he doesn't smell or anything, but he doesn't brush his hair or anything like that. Um, yeah, and he comes, he was walking into the establishment and, uh, yeah, kind oh, of stumbles oh, when he walks in a little bit. Oh, oh, well, uh, good, good, good morning. Uh, fine, sir. Uh, yeah, are you, are you all right? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh okay. You, you seem to have hit, hit your head a, a little bit on, on the door. Uh, uh, is it, can, can we can we help you? We're just kind of uh, opening up right now. Would, would you like something to drink, or would you like a, a, a room? Oh, I'm just looking for something to eat. Oh, uh, uh, all right. Uh, well, the, the kitchen's not uh, quite quite open yet. I'm actually the first one here. Uh, Gary, the, the cook, hasn't come come in yet. But if you would like to, uh, maybe just. Uh, pick, pick a seat. Uh, probably not at the bar. I'm not sure if one of the stools could hold you. You're, you're quite. I mean, you know, you're large. I know how to balance my weight. When's Gary get in? Uh, well, I mean, he should be here. Uh, and he, I could run to the back and say we we'll probably have some bread left over from last night, or some fruit I can cut up for you if you, if you, 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 you want something right now. Yeah, I'm starving. Well, okay, I'll be, I'll be uh, right, right back. <clears throat> and so he kind of just turns around, sets down the the glass and the rag he was holding here, and he kind of runs off back to the kitchen. And as as you sit, does does oh okay, does he sit? So is, is, so he, is he still standing? So Cobblestoney goes and sits at the bar, but he knows how to sit in such a way that his full weight's not on the chair. He's just kind of leaning on it. All right. So as as he goes and sits down, he sees a few people coming down from upstairs. Um, they go out the back door, um, out through the the alleyway back there, and then there's you know so just the general people that are staying here, starting to move around. And then he notices uh, a larger individual kind of push open uh, the door from outside as well. The like 
flap doors, the saloon doors. Um, and in, in walks, uh, a, a taller kind of, you can't really tell if it's like a half Goliath, but like he's a well-built individual and he kind of looks around and sees, uh, there's a cork board, um, over by the, the, to the right of the door, kind of not quite to the stage on the right side. And he goes up to it and you see, he's got a bunch of papers and like, he's kind of taking one of them and just kind of getting it to stay up into the board. And he's kind of flipping through and putting a few, uh, papers up on this, this giant kind of like job board. Okay. Um, can I tell uh, how, uh, how, what kind of what's on the papers at all? Is it words or what's it look like? He, I mean, you're kind of far away. Um, I think because it's 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 not like it's right next to it. I mean, you okay. can kind of look over, but like he's 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 not as tall as you. He's only about let me, but he's six five, yeah. which is still good, a good size for for an individual. And you can't really you'd have to get closer. You'd have to go okay. up to him to actually see what's on the stuff. Well, I walk. Okay, so you got my attention. So. I walk on over to this individual, and I say, yo, I don't oh. see a lot of tall people around here. Well, I'm okay. I don't know what you want from me. I, You're very tall yourself. I, y- yes. He just y- kind of looks at you, and it's like awkwardly looking up. He's not used to having to look up at somebody. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're you're taller than me, and I'll have to agree. I don't normally see people taller than me either, uh, friend. Uh, uh, hello. The name's Cobble Stooney. Hello, Cobble. My my name's Gavin. Uh, Gavin. What can I do for you? Yes. I just saw you putting paper up on this here board, and I was wondering, you put multiple ones up, and I just wanted to see what that was all about. Oh, well, I found it better to put up several papers at places because when they fall down or potentially people might take them when they come into, well, look for the job that we are doing. And in, in this case, we're trying to clear out a local, well, I don't know, cave-in system of some sort. We need people to be moving stuff. There's a local, I don't know, crew of some sort down there. So we're looking for more muscle uh, to help move, are you interested in helping out? Uh, you're, you're, clearing, you're clearing out a cave? Uh, well, well, no, so, y- yes, yes, this time that's what we're doing, but we are kind of just the muscle here in the city. We have a crew of us, of larger uh, well, individuals who go around from the different... I don't know, odd jobs that are needed on Podcastria, and currently there was... I don't know, a mine of some sort? Oh, I don't... He kind of looks down at the paper. And I, I don't know, I just get told to put these up. We need more people. The last job we did, we went out into woods. A lot of wolves. They took one of our halfling friends. He was big. You know, don't get it wrong, he still helps, but... Uh, you know, he's a little put up now. And so we don't uh, necessarily want him going underneath uh, with the rest of our crew. To kind of help clear out this cave-in. So currently, yes, we are working in cave. But we are not actual miners ourselves. We do not uh, work in caves. What 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 does this cave normally function as? Why? What's the urgency? Well, fucking no, dude. We get gold. We get gold for it. The, the dwarven guy that runs the place. Uh, I don't know. He's got the orange, orange beard. Not much hair on head. I don't know his name. He come... Uh, he come in, talk to Delvin, my brother, 
leader of this, Dalvin Galvin. We run local muscle crew here in town. And he tell him, 500 gold for whoever can come and help clear out this cave. Seemed very frantic. That seemed to have been, I don't know, maybe magic used down there. I think it was just normal local mine of some sort of minerals. I've never really heard of it. Uh, but I don't go looking to mining, so I don't know. I, you know, my good, my friend, <laughs> you, uh, that something, something could very well be special about that cave. It could be, you know, have a complicated layout that I would very much like to examine That's... and study. Okay, then I guess we call you after we clear it and you can go through and look at it. I, we're looking right now for people to help us. Like, rocks fell into it. Like it's, I understand. Like, okay, so you can't, like, walk through it and study now. We need to go move rocks, the people trapped in there, and save them. They have food for a few days, I guess, but uh, this came in late last night, so we had to oh, paint all of these. There's people trapped inside. I mean, that's what he said, at least. He kept changing his story. This sounds sus. Extremely. Yes, but the 500 gold is very real. He put 200 down on the table. Said we get 300 more when we clear cave. So. I would very much like to help you out. Oh, great. Well, I don't know what the fuck to do with the rest of these flyers. Now, wait, 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 wait. What can you do? Are you are you just tall? Are you lift things? Yes? Yeah, I'm strong. I can also, uh, I got some stone working ability. Okay, well, we don't need to carve anything. We just need, like, things move. I don't know. How do you work stone? Look, I hit things with swords. I don't know much else. I can tell you're not a man of uh, intellectual properties. What are you trying to say? I'm just saying that uh, I don't think you understand the gift that's been given by being able to go inside this cave. You see, I have aspirations to be the greatest cave builder that there ever was in all of this land, and... As a result, I'm trying to study other caves and dungeons as often as I can so that I can make an unbeatable dungeon. You want to... What? Like, that's it? That's what you want to dig holes in ground. That's what you essentially you want to do. That, like, not even looking for gold or things like that? Like, mining... Mate- like, you just want to build caves. Yeah. You're strange... Uh, okay, look, if you want, the, I'm going to go around and probably still put up the rest of these flyers just in case. Uh, we're hoping to go through uh, sometime tomorrow morning to uh, this little dungeon, I guess, or cave, or however you want to call it, and uh, move the rocks and uh, get whatever's inside for this little dwarven fellow of ours. Uh, we, we, we have a place... Uh, a little bit north of part of town here, if you keep going up towards Clock Tower, and then you go this way, and he just kind of points. You see him put his hands up for a second and look, and then just points. <laughs> go go to the, this way from it. Um, there's like a big house. It's a big, big like red house of some sort with a small little non-painted building next to it. It's just kind of like shack. Uh, that's what Dalvin and I are. If you just come there, we'll give you the rest of the information about when the rest of us will be leaving. I, I guess if no one else shows up, yeah, you can come along. We don't want to spread the rest of the gold with too many. I appreciate how uh, thorough you are giving directions, but my friend, I must inform you that 
I am, in fact, colorblind. What, what does this mean? <laughs> what that, do you mean? That means that I ain't gonna see no big red mansion. I don't know why. How you cannot see it? It's big. It's uh, big and red. And gray. Well, you, can't, you can't see red? No. I don't... I don't... Okay, uh... Okay, there's big building and with little building next to it. We have a little building. It looks kind of like shack. Ah! I'll be there. Okay. How do you not see red? <laughs> How do... Wait. I don't... You brought... I... Okay, I'm done talking now. Um, I'm going to go and put the rest of these flowers up. Uh, Caleb? Is your name? Name's Cobble Stooney. Cobble. Cobble Stooney. All right, I'm Galvin. Uh, just come by the house. Galvin, thank know. you for the opportunity. I will write about you in my memoir when I've created the unbeatable dungeon. Okay, yeah, this is good. Um, thank you. And he just kind of walks out. And you see that Barry is actually back over by the bar. Um, and he's kind of brought out a loaf of bread and, and fruit. And he's just kind of like, he watched like all of that kind of like play out from over there. He didn't want to interrupt. And he's just kind of like, all right. And I, so he just kind of sets that down and kind of come like it's overdoing his other morning setup stuff. I grab a, one of the flyers off the uh, board and I shout over to Barry, but I don't know his name. Hey, barkeep. Uh, 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 yes. I'm. I. You know what? What's your name? Uh, I'm. I'm Barry. Barry. It's my name's Cobble Stooney. Have I told you that yet? Uh, uh, I, no, but I heard you say it, uh, Galvin. Awesome. Well, Barry, you got anything I can write with? Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm sure I have a quill or something around here. And he kind of just digs around underneath, and you hear some glasses shift and some, like, rags, like, just put up on the counter. And all of a sudden he pulls up, like, a, a an old, like, kind of bent-over brown quill. This should probably work. I don't have any ink here, but I, I'll run back to the office real quick. There might be some in there. Go ahead and, 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 and pry it. And he just kind of darts back. All right. So when, while he's gone, I want to draw up on the back of the flyer for the uh, cavern or mm-hmm. cave clearing. I just want to make a little simple maze. You know, something I've done okay. before, made a hundred times. Uh, takes the average person about three, two minutes to solve. And uh, I usually have it done by the time Barry gets back. Okay. He comes back and he's got like three different like half empty bottles of like ink that apparently to you all look gray. And he sets them down on the counter. <laughs> all right. So we got a, a blue one here and this one. Oh, oh, Barry. Barry. My, my man. Yes. I'm colorblind. I can't see none of that. It all looks the same. Oh. oh. Anyway, I got something for oh. you, Barry. For your oh. Oh. hospitality oh, today. I, well, you need to... Okay. I'll pay you, too. I, I saw what you were going to say. I got something else oh, for I'm, you. I'm, 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 I'm glad. I, oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I want you to solve this puzzle. Are you good at solving puzzles, Barry? Not frankly, no. Well, the average person takes about two minutes to solve this here maze that I just drew up. I would like you to give it a shot. Oh, oh I like mazes. Mazes are fun. I mean, usually the, the puzzles I'm not as good at are like word puzzles. Or sometimes my <laughs> my wife will give like different like tongue twisting puzzles of some sort where she'll kind of like infuse insults within them and different things like that. And it's always kind of fun to figure out like if it's a joke or not. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh, no, really, they're quite fun. She does them sometimes in my sleep. She'll just whisper them in my ear. That's amazing. You sound like you have a very healthy and solid foundation for a relationship. Her, her vocabulary has grown quite a bit. I'm not quite sure what some words actually mean. Um, but uh... Anyway, Barry, enjoy my maze. Check it out. Let me know what you think. If you thought it was too easy, any recommendations on what, any changes I could make, I'll be glad to hear it. I can always take the criticism. I'm going to eat this food. Uh, all right. Uh, and, for, and for that, that's about just two, two silver. And uh, while you were talking, actually, uh, Gary came in through the back. So I, I can have him throw in whatever, something else, if you might like. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll gladly take a look at your maze. This is fine. I only eat fruit anyways. It's perfect. Oh. Well, never mind. I'll tell Barry to go home. Did you know? <laughs> did you know how much coal emission there is for an eight-ounce piece of beef? I, That's why I, I only eat fruit. I, I'm, I, I don't understand half of what you what, emission. We gotta save the planet, Barry. I'm, okay, I'm. I'm, I'm a going colorblind to... vegan furball. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't know why that fucking got me. I'm crying. <laughs> this is not, this is just us making weird laughing noises now. That's what this has become. God damn it. Why am I sweating? Oh God! I think that's uh, I think that's, <laughs> that's Anne scene. <laughs> that's scene. I don't got anything else. Fucking a! Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't what know why the- I'm laughing. It was my joke, but maybe it's you're laughing. I don't know, but fuck. It, for me, it was the visual of it because, like, what I think everyone at home needs to understand that this wasn't just a voice. This came with a full head movement. <laughs> like, imagine Will Smith and early Fresh Prince. That's the movement we're talking of, like, his head coming around here. Like, oh, man. And so I was just imagining the delivery of that line, of him, like, pointing and yelling across the bar, like, yo! <laughs> I'm a vegan colorblind. Furball. Furball. Oh my god. Oh shit. And then it's like a hard freeze frame. <laughs> so, coming straight out of Podcastria. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well. Wow. Oh. Oh, fuck. That's, oh. that's that's uh that's the hardest we've ever laughed on this podcast, at least for me. At, at least yeah, I mean at our own jokes. We're sitting here just <laughs> laughing at our own jokes. That's what this is. God damn. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Wow. Oof, I feel recomposed. I'm cooling off. I'm. I don't know. I, it was just. I was laughing so hard I started sweating. That's. <laughs> I started crying almost right away. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah, he was. I. I. <laughs> I enjoyed the way you played 
him. Um, it was the first. There were several times. I think I knew I enjoyed it because I was more invested in what you were going to say than what I was saying. <laughs> Some of the times, <laughs> that's why it's like, fuck, I don't got names for this. Galvin and Delvin. I don't. Oh damn, I don't have a last name. Like I know, I know, I'm. <laughs> I know I'm struggling to make up my character's backstory when I'm struggling with names and what's going on with that while I'm trying to figure out like what you're going to do. Like you kept me on my toes with everything you were fucking throwing at me from him. So like, yeah, congrats. That was fun. I made it up. I was like, how can I make this a little more interesting? Colorblind. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. That's like a real thing. We shouldn't be like, people struggle with that. That's a real thing that like is a, but apparently I don't know why that's a punchline now for us, but (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're colorblind or struggle with it. We're not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the fact that I was not expecting that yeah. to be the characteristic you threw at me. I wasn't expecting either. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So yeah. Uh what are your thoughts uh on on Cobblestoony? Cobblestoony. God I love him. I knew I would. <laughs> um That was <laughs> It was a lot of fun. When it ends like that, it was a good all time. Good times were had by all. So, um, I would lo- I would love to play this character. Like I almost I I didn't have anything planned, so I didn't do this, and I didn't want to do anything like too yeah. over the top. But I almost switched the tone of my voice when you, I started talking about caves with you. Like yeah. I almost wanted to be like caves, like just try to make it like a oh my god, I'm so excited, but I, just, I decided like not it's so to. fluffy, I'm gonna die. Yeah, essentially, yeah, but I didn't <laughs> want to like make something up like that on the fly. But I totally mm-hmm. would if I was pre- if I was prepared to play this character in a campaign, that he'd be a totally different person once like going into a cave was brought up. It'd be like, <laughs> there's oh, what SNL character does that? There's some SNL character. Uh, oh, it's the uh, um uh Kristen Wiig has the character that can't keep secrets. So, oh, like, as the secret keeps, like, getting, like, more, like, she gets, like, she just starts physically having reactions to trying to keep the secret and just gets so excited and, like, over the top. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what that makes me think of. But, but yeah, yeah so. no, and I, and, oh, I like that. I don't know why, but, like, I like the way you played him as, like, a furball. It felt different and it felt like, yeah, he would be fun. This would be a fun character to kind of, like, figure out. And and just have him grow within a campaign. Like I said, there's still opportunities to like play with his alignment, right? And figure yeah. out like what what could happen to make him go more one way or the other. Like I think it's the fact that again he's not tied necessarily to humanity in any way, right? He's not like out to try and better the world unless it's apparently carbon emissions from coal mines. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say overall. I would be really interested with feedback from people is on a character like this because yeah. it feels like a he doesn't feel like a normal druid. Uh he doesn't really feel like your normal uh, like like lawful character either, right? He's not super like his laws are more within the 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 rules of the games he makes up and plays and all of that. Um so yeah, I'd be curious to see what your guys' feedback uh is on this. So this is it. This is the end. We're in the outro now. I'm just officially stating it. Um, and so please let us know what you thought of Cobble Stooney. Um, the best way to do that is to shoot us over an email at rngpodcast at gmail.com. Podcast. Uh, what did I say? You skipped the PC. Oh, gee. I just said podcast? Yeah, RNG or... Podcast. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, just email us at rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of Cobblestoony. I liked the descriptions you gave. I'd be curious to see what like clothing he would wear because he's probably a little bit more like 
outdoorsy, but also like with a mountainous kind of like so a little bit warmer and maybe like thicker clothing and not so like I don't know Adam and Eve with just loincloths. Uh, yeah. Cross. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd be really curious to see what what art can be made for that. And let us know if you decide to play Cobblestoney or if there's something you would have done differently about this character. Maybe yours, your version of Cobblestoney can see colors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, you can also reach out to us on social media. Do you want to say those, Nate? Sure. Switching our social, yeah, our social media handles are Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are at RNG underscore PC. We also have a no. Patreon and YouTube, which is RNG space PC. No underscoring, just uh, space it out. Yeah. Um, we're yes. also on TikTok. I think that's an underscore RNG PC underscore yeah. RNG Ooh. underscore what are, PC. Sorry. What are we doing? What are we doing on our, our our talk of ticks? So on TikToks, we are releasing preview trailers for the upcoming episodes. So if you want to see yeah. a, a quick little sixty second sneak peek of yeah. what kind of nonsense we talk about in the upcoming episode, that can be found yeah. there. As well as um, I'm releasing quick tip videos, tabletop quick tips. Um, a two minute long version can be a two one to two minute long version can be found on our YouTube, and we're doing our best to cut those down to meet TikTok uh, sixty second parameters. So you can find those there as well for a quick little little tip for you. Ooh, fun! And again, with that Patreon, like stuff like this that we're trying to expand out and essentially grow to have more content and just stuff for you guys to enjoy, um, as well as apparently make us laugh at our own jokes until we cry. Um, <laughs> Patreon's the best way to get some other bonus content. Like, we have bonus episodes that, like, we were talking about earlier. Nathan and I had an episode where we each made each other uh, as playable characters. And then uh, next month, we're going to be doing the episode of a Battle Royale of the second group of 16 of our characters. So if you yep. want to get access to any of those bonus episodes or our playable character sheets, that's where you can go and you'll get access to be able to request the character sheets that you want. We'll have Cobblestoney, all his stats up there, and at some higher levels we're also doing it so that they'll be fully leveled for you to be able to potentially play them up to level 6, I think is what we've been doing. I know we're getting caught up on those. Yeah, um, six. And we're, we're changing up that format a little bit. But, yeah. And I think again for like an end for a, a dungeon master, that's great to have that already because you don't have to worry about it. Just plug it all in, and then there you go, and you can just use them in your campaign. Yeah. So again, that's our Patreon at RNGPC. Um, and yeah, just thanks, just thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming along on this adventure of uh, of Dungeons and Dragons that we're not an actual play podcast about. So. <laughs> uh, other than that, I think that's about it. That's all we got for this week. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say keep playing and rolling. Oh, Ooh, switch it up. Keep them in on their toes. You never know. I don't know if anyone's still listening at this point. We're in the outro. So yeah. You never know. Some of our but golden nuggets are at the very end. That's true. It's where we keep our golden nuggets. It's like a dungeon, right? We put them at the end. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, this guy. That's it this week, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Talk to you next time. Keep rolling. Keep playing. Instead of right, it was in bonus.